Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures down two and a quarter at 6.18 and three quarters. March soybeans down seven and a half cents at 13.95 and a half. March Chicago wheat up nine cents at 8.09 and a half. March Kansas City wheat up seven at 8.25. March spring wheat is up three cents at 9.51 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review on that Apple podcast app in particular. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like these videos, help me to grow this channel. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan here in the upper right-hand corner. Give my subscription service a shot, guys. I send out a ton of information to my subscribers every single business day. And sometimes on weekends, I send out a morning email uh, right before I start these live streams about 6.15 or 6.20 or so. That includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of, all the weather information you need to be aware of, all of my grain marketing recommendations. You'll also get my subscriber-only videos as part of that deal. I did a video yesterday regarding the 2022 corn and soybean situation in regard to marketing the 2022 crops. I talked about acres, which is a a huge uh, item of uncertainty. I talked about uh, some chart analysis. I talked about the fertilizer situation. I talked about my general thoughts in regard to these 2022 crops. So if you're seeking some additional direction or assistance when it comes to your grain marketing, or you just want to know what's on my mind every day, give that subscription deal a shot, guys. You can cancel it at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. I won't try to sell you anything else. So check that out. Soybean harvest in Brazil is gaining some momentum. Well-followed private group Ag Rural said that the crop was 5% harvested through last Thursday. Harvest uh, at this point last year was less than 1% complete due to late planting. The group said that yields in Mato Grosso, which is the country's biggest soybean-growing state, were good. Yields further south, however, were low due to severe drought, of course. Ag Rural estimated the crop at 133.4 million metric tons. That's well below the government estimates. USDA is at 139. CONAB, which is Brazil's government, is at 140 and a half. So a lot of the private groups are well below your uh, government entities in regard to crop estimates, and the governments may very well lower their estimates in February. Uh, The group also estimated that the planting of the country's second and much larger corn crop was 5% complete. So things moving along in Brazil, certainly still issues with drought in the South, however. Western allies are preparing for a military confrontation between Russia and Ukraine. The U.S. Defense Department has put 8,500 American troops on heightened alert, awaiting orders to deploy to the region in the event that Russia proceeds with an invasion. These are U.S. troops. They'd be part of the NATO response force. U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson warned yesterday that a Russian invasion would be painful, violent, and bloody business and a disastrous step. Talks that have been aimed at avoiding this sort of conflict appear to be faltering. So the the tensions remain high here. This is a very fluid situation. It could change at any time. Um, I'm trying to keep you guys updated every morning. Some U.S. states released winter wheat ratings here this week. And we've got some ugly looking ratings in some of these HRW states. The Kansas crop is rated only 30% good to excellent. The Oklahoma crop is rated only 16% good to excellent. Colorado, 20% good to excellent. Nebraska, 36% good to excellent, a little bit better. But you've still got drought in a lot of these uh, areas of the Southern Plains, Central Plains, up into the Northern Plains. And it's been alleviated to some extent in some areas, but certainly not in all areas. You look at the Texas Panhandle and into the uh, Western 
western half of Oklahoma in particular, still very dry. A lot of this ongoing in, in the western half or western third of, of Kansas, Nebraska, those sort of places up into up into the Dakotas. So still drought issues here and the wheat ratings reflecting that. Um, do the wheat ratings matter a whole lot this early? Probably not. I'm not going to say it's it's a bearish item. I'm not going to know. I'm not going to say it's a bullish item either, but it's something that we've got to watch as we get closer to uh, this crop emerging from dormancy. Shipments of U.S. soybeans and wheat improved last week. Now, despite the weekly improvement, weekly shipments of corn, soybeans, and wheat were all down versus the same period last year. Accumulated corn shipments for the marketing year are down 13% versus the same period last year. Soybean shipments down 24%. Wheat shipments down 18%. So a lot of this, again, goes back to the hurricane issue at the Gulf, uh, which delayed shipments out of the U.S. in uh, September and into October. The other issue that you've got to start to consider in regard to soybean shipments is that historically, uh, they drop drastically when South American crops become available and start to be shipped out of Brazil in particular. So uh, the the wheat numbers and the soybean numbers in particular, I suppose, are problematic. We did see some flash sales of corn and soybeans yesterday. Nothing fantastic. China bought 5 million bushels of soybeans split between this year and next year. An unknown destination bought about 6 million bushels of corn. Uh, the current marketing year, again, these are small sales. Rumors last week suggested that we'd see much larger sales. We have not seen that. There is some talk or chatter that perhaps there is some export business flying under the radar in regard to both corn and soybeans. A lot of people trying to uh, uh, explain this inverse in the old crop corn market, and maybe it has something to do with some uh, under the radar exports, a number of other uh, possible factors also. Uh, certainly interesting. Wild day in the U.S. stock market yesterday. We had a huge sell-off early in the day. The S&P 500 was down more than 4% in midday yesterday. The Dow Jones was down almost 1,100 points at midday yesterday. Uh, both of those indexes rallied back. They finished the day higher. The S&P posted an incredible 4.4% intraday rally, which is really phenomenal. So you got a ton of volatility in the stock market and in a lot of these outside markets. I would attribute a lot of this to forthcoming policy changes from the Fed. The Fed begins its two-day monthly meeting today. They will release a statement tomorrow afternoon. And in that statement, they are very likely to indicate uh, their first interest rate hike in March. That's kind of what the trade's going with. Uh, depending on who you ask, there's differing opinions on how many rate hikes there will be this year. But in all likelihood, the Fed telegraphs their first rate hike uh, in this go-around in the month of March. Cattle market finished the day lower yesterday. I'd probably say that some of it had to do with the cattle on feed report, which was a little bit bearish. Uh, some of it probably had to do with the heavy selling in the stock market. Also, these slaughter numbers just can't seem to pick up. 115,000 estimated yesterday, which is not where we need to be. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is higher. Uh, we got some pressure in the stock market. Get Again, the S&P is down 60 points. The Dow's down 240. Bonds off a little bit. Precious metals just marginally lower. Crude oil is down 12 cents at 83.19 in the March WTI contract. Have a great day today, guys. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.